A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Thank you for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. Riverside restaurant known for its beachside vibes, Summer Long at Robertson Key has been presenting a three-day indulgent collaboration this week with globally renowned chef and author Jason Licker. He's a man who makes great pastry, executive pastry chef positions all around the world, including Peninsula New York and the JW Marriott Hong Kong. Welcome to Money FM. Good morning, and thank you for having me here. Yeah, so you've got one more night uh, at uh, Summer Long tonight at Robertson Key. Um, what can we expect? Well, this is something that should not be missed if you have a sugar tooth or not. I definitely do. Um, I think it's something that Jason's have, right? Oh, my God. When I was young and I was super overweight, I couldn't. you couldn't even hide a donut from me. You used to be overweight. When I was about 13 years old, I was about 70 kg. Wow, that's heavy for a, a 13-year-old. So what, what can we expect tonight at uh, Robertson Key at Summer Long? Tonight, I'm taking some Mediterranean flavors and sort of twisting it into some modern pastry. So it'll be things that are familiar to maybe like a little cardamom, saffron, pistachio. And just make it a little more modern so it balances your palate. Ah, lovely, lovely. And uh, it's been quite a trip for you, I believe, uh, originally from the New York area in the U.S., but you've been on this uh, magical mystery tour of Asia. Tell us about that. Well, I'm going off my cookbook that um, was a James Beard nominee and number two in the world of the World Gourmand Cookbook Awards, Liquorland, by the way. You can buy it on Amazon. Good name, good name, yeah, Liquorland. Yes, Liquorland, Asian accented desserts. And uh, what I've been doing is doing teaching classes, doing pastry pop-ups and some consulting. So fortunately, I have a lot of friends that invite me to do some pop-ups. So I come in and I take over the menu and we just have a hell of a good time. Now, you've gone out on your own, which is pretty gutsy, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, you've been associated with many big uh, hotels around the world and restaurants. But uh, why have you decided at the age of 42, uh, you know, to do it on your own? Well, I think there comes a time where you need to um, just take a big chance. If you're not willing to risk it all, then you're not willing to win it all. So it's time. And you know what? Was there anything better than making desserts and making people happy? No, definitely not. How's it going so far? How long has it been? I've been on the road for about two months. I've been in, in Taipei, Kyoto, Hong Kong, Bangkok, now in Singapore. Then after this, I'm teaching a class in Jakarta next week at Heavenly Suite. And then I'll be finishing up at the JW Marriott in Seoul in Dong Dynam for a nice little pop-up event there. And it's been pretty amazing. Last night was rocking in Robertson Key. Mm-hmm. The folks at Summer Long are awesome. And the food is delicious, so come in tonight, people. Tell me about some of the things, uh, some of the pastries that you've made. Okay, well, one of the pastries that's been one of the favorites, which I'm a little surprised because it's the more, one of the more riskier. It's actually an orange pistachio saffron cappuccino. And I think when people hear saffron and desserts, they get a little scared. Mm. So this is a layered dessert that on the bottom you have orange-soaked cake croutons, then pistachio ice cream. I love pistachio ice cream. Salted almond crumble and then orange saffron foam. So you get down to the bottom and have all four layers. Wow, that's uh, rich. That's a lot of contrast of uh, flavors and tastes, isn't it? Well, my idea of dessert is utilizing salt, sweetie, sour, and bitter. Mm-hmm. So you sort of have a balance. So you don't have feel like you have a sugar bomb go off in your stomach. Right, right. But you're very much an Asian guy when it comes to desserts, aren't you? Um, I fell in love with Asian cuisine, I think, with my first job when I worked for Nobu and way back in 2000 when I used to have hair. <laughs> that's a while back. A while back. <laughs> And I just liked how the subtleness was so effective using like yuzu, shiso, umeshu, umeboshi. And it's these unique flavors that I've never tasted before that just exploded on my palate. I'm like, what can I do with this? You've got to tell us another item that you've got uh, tonight. Well, I'm going to tell you the, the general consensus, you know, favorite one is the chocolate bar. This mm. has 64% dark chocolate, banana gel, which is sort of creamy, and caramel passion fruit cream, 
with chocolate pop rocks and chocolate crumble. Mm, wow. So pretty much an adult candy bar. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think we sold like 17 of those last night. That was a little, little, little popular. Wow. And we're talking to Jason Licker. He is the renowned uh, executive pastry chef on a, an Asian tour. So when you look back at your career and the way that pastry chefs fit into the, the big picture of chefs, what would you say? Well, usually, you know, traditionally they usually, you know, kept in the back. Yeah, that was going to say that. But now, thank you, thankfully to the inspiration of social media, pastry chefs, I think, are making a statement that, look, hey, look, remember, the last thing that you eat is from us. Right. So my goal is always to not make the chef look bad, but be the most memorable piece of, of uh, like, your, your experience. Mm. Is it hard? Has it been hard to stand up for yourself as a pastry chef when you've got such huge egos at the front of the kitchen? Well, I mean, I'm a team player. So my view was, let's do this together. We're going to build something together. And, you know, let's just not do it like everyone else. Let's try to make our own statement, our own noise. Um, I've been fortunate to work with some amazing chefs. And when we work together, that's when you really create something special. Because mm, I know that some uh, restaurants and hotels in, in the U.S. used to outsource their pastries, right? But now we're seeing more executive pastry chefs in-house. Well, I think the trend is actually sort of the opposite, where people are buying more outsourced to sort of try to reduce labor costs, but then that eliminates creativity mm. and my job. So, of course, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, so what are you doing to try and uh, raise the profile of uh, pastry chefs and, I think and it's uh, pastries? A, I think it's a great time right now in the world to be in pastry because you have a tremendous amount of people like making huge impacts. Like I'm going to name a few, like Frank Cosnut, who's one of the best pastry chefs, Luis Labrador Richards, who's one of the best chocolatiers, Cedric Grolet, that he's the one that inspired the world to make like mousses that look like fruit. It's like whipped ganache. It looks exactly like an apple. You can't even tell if it's real or not. So I think the more creative people get, the more inspiration people will follow. And then you can be like, look, you just can't buy a cheesecake and make it look wow. <laughs> exactly. So how's your journey been uh, with uh, you know, health issues coming into, into play? And obviously there's the environment as well. How's that changed during the course of your career? Well, um, well, people seem to be a lot more health conscious. I see it started really taking over the U.S., and now it's starting to flow throughout Asia. And I really saw it in Hong Kong my few years there that people want more gluten-free, vegan. Mm. But there's a little bit of a misconception that I think people don't understand is that just because it's gluten-free and vegan doesn't mean it's less in calories. Right. <laughs> so I get some requests, and I'm like, okay, you just ate f- four vegan cookies, and then you're complaining that you're gaining weight. <laughs> How many calories do the richest desserts that you make, the pastries that you make, have? Um, I think the chocolate bars, maybe. It's probably over four or 500 calories. Right. But it's worth it, isn't it? It's worth every bite. So when you were a kid growing up in New York, what was your uh, inspiration when it came to dessert? What did you love? Well... Everything. I mean, I started out eating cookies, cakes. Like, I used to hide Snicker bars under my pillow. <laughs> you know, I would, like, if you wanted me to do anything, you just had to show me candy. Really? Always yeah. had a sweet tooth. Always had a sweet tooth. But then, um, you know, what happens, you know, as a kid, you know, I met a girl that's like, hey, you're funny, but you're fat. Then that was it. Yeah, so what happened? How did you lose weight? Uh, I, I started hitting the gym. And actually, as a pastry chef, I don't really eat desserts. You're sick of them by the time you've I'm more made of a them. salty... Ah. You know, pizza, hamburger, nachos type of guy, you know. And when you're in Singapore, I mean, the local food here is freaking incredible. Mm. So I pack that in as much as I can. Right. 
And looking at you, you're in great shape now. So over what period did you lose all that weight as a, as a pastry chef? I think it's an ongoing life choice. It's a commitment that you need to balance your lifestyle. Like, I don't think it's an excuse just because if you work with food, people just immediately assume that you're going to be heavy. Mm. Like, <laughs> I make it a purpose. Like, I come here. It's, it's work. Like, the gym is work, and the gym is a lifestyle choice. But, you know, you put on your iPod, and that's it. Do cardio. Do a little lifting. Do anything. Just go for a walk. Tell us about your book. Is this mentioned in your book, that you, some of the things that you've done, the process you've gone through? Oh, it's mentioned in there. You know, I self-published, so it was done the way we wanted. The, me and uh, my close friend Jason Lang was a photographer. Another Jason. Another Jason. <laughs> He's amazing. Mm. And we had this vision to create something, you know, on that was against the grain. So we, we, we had chose rice paper inserts with metallic imaging, we wrote it, and another Jason, a third Jason, Jason Spots. Another one. Three Jasons. And, and plus me, four. I know, I mean, the, the greatest name. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to make sure it sounded like me. This was my story to inspire others to be like, look, all you need is yourself to do whatever you want. So this book focuses on my journey and how to balance your palate using Asian ingredients. So the, the recipes are all real, the stories are all true, and the images are incredible. I love the fact that you're so into Asia and Asian tastes. It's incredible. I mean, you can't really – you can create something so extreme. Like my favorite dessert in my cookbook is a white chocolate sake cream with yuzu-scented berries, salted toffee, and shiso jelly. So just in that, you have the acidity of, shi- of, the, of the yuzu, mm. the sweetness, and the full-body goodness of the white chocolate and sake, the herbaceousness of the shiso, and the saltiness of the salted toffee. So once you have that all together, it creates this – this, this explosion of flavors. My mouth's watering even in the morning here. How do we find out more about uh, Jason Licker and what you're doing uh, across Asia? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jason Licker, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my website, www.jasonlicker.com. You can buy my cookbook on Amazon.com, off my website, Amazon Canada as well. And say hello, ask any questions. I'm always there to answer any pastry question. And, of course, tonight is the last night. Summer along at Robertson Key. Get the wonderful desserts of uh, Jason Licker. This is going to be fun tonight, isn't it? Oh, man, it's going to be a sugar <laughs> frenzy. <laughs> Jason, many thanks for being our guest here on Weekend Mornings. Happy travels uh, for the rest of the journey across Asia. Jason, thank you so much for having me.